In today's show, I'm looking ahead to the games for Monday. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Here we are, three weeks to go in the NBA season. So let's have a look at what we're looking at for Monday across the league. First game up, 11 games on, got the Hawks and the Pistons. I want to see Brandon Goodwin. This is a back-to-back for Atlanta, and in the second half of the game on Sunday, the Hawks started Goodwin over Solomon Hill, which they should have been doing for the games prior to that anyway. So what are they going to do with Goody? Are they going to start him? Are they going to play him 30-plus minutes? Are they going to keep him in that low role? I want to see what they do. He Look, if he does play as a starter, he is a stream, but we don't have an exact timetable on Trey Young. I'm telling you now, he's not playing on Monday, and I don't think he's playing at all this week. But I want to see what they do with Goodwin. Also, I want to see how Kevin Herter looks. He does. Uh, he's playing well at the moment, for sure. I'm a bit worried about what happens when everyone comes back. But at this point, is DeAndre Hunter even alive? Is he safe? Is he all right? Cam Reddish? Is Chris Dunn a real person? Well, there's a lot of guys that are going to come back that I just don't know when that's happening. For the Pistons, what will your mate Dwayne Casey do? Last game, in full development mode, he started Corey Joseph over Killian Hayes and played Killian Hayes under 20 minutes, despite, let's let's be fair, despite Killian Hayes being really good in the games that he's played. So, you know, that's sort of, um, I don't know, bullshittery that goes on with Dwayne Casey is going to be frustrating. Does he go back to that nonsense again? If Hayes is going to play under 20 minutes while they develop Corey Joseph, again, absolute stupidity. If they do that, then you can't bother with Hayes in a redraft format. And you can bother with Corey Joseph, as amazing as that is to say. Corey Joseph, who has been in the league again for about 10 years and done nothing, we're going to develop him over Killian Hayes, who, in those games, I'm going to go on about this forever, in those games that he started and played big minutes, he's looked really good. But I suppose you've got to punish him and you've got to play players who were good for you five years ago. That's that's always the idea to be able to develop a squad. It's really, really strong stuff. So let's see exactly what stupidity Dwayne Casey uh, decides to go ahead with in this one. The Spurs and the Wizards. Your mate. Maximum Derek. The shooting's coming around for what? We're getting defensive stats. The assists are coming up. The scoring's there. The usage is good, but we're getting the percentages coming up. He is knocking on the door of the top 50 over the last two weeks, and we are seeing yeah, why that I think he can be a really good fantasy player. Let's see if he can keep that going here. Well, Drew Eubanks becomes a really nice deeper league stream for field goal percentage and for blocks as that backup role is his over Gorgie Jeng. For the Wizards, a back-to-back for them. Hal Neto continues to start with the absence of Denny Avdia, and in general has been putting up some pretty good numbers. He's available basically everywhere, and I think he can be a 12-team league option. While Anthony Gill started the game on Sunday for the Wizards, there's no guarantee that Gilly is going to start again, but he could. And if he does start with, if Rui Hachimura remains sidelined, then at least there is some appeal, especially for the deeper formats, for Gil. Now, I don't expect him to be playing a huge amount, but at least it's something to watch to see if Scott Brooks can screw up his rotation again. Um, next game is the Lakers and the Magic. Anthony Davis, minutes restriction was increased really quickly. Went from 15 to 25, and then like 
is it going to be 30 next game? He's absolutely rusty. So let's see how he looks. But how how that minutes limit looks is going to be key. And then what do they do with Montrez Harrell? They kicked him out of the rotation last game, put Marcus Gasol in. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to play three centers most nights. So is Gasol going to sit this one out? Is Harrell going to sit out again? Unfortunately, they're probably not going to sit Drummond out. But how that rotation looks is a key, key factor for me on Monday. For the Magic in there, back-to-back, Cole Anthony. I want to see how Cole looks. Um, I've been impressed with him since he's returned from his injury. I thought he's looked pretty good uh, in majority of games. I worry about what uh, they do with him when Michael Carter-Williams returns, but let's see how Cole Anthony looks. And let's see Trimmer Kiki, who's been, let's be honest, awful over the last two to three weeks. At this point, he's really just a defensive stat streamer and not a must-roster guy with how poor he's shooting and how much the usage has fallen off. For the Thunder and the Sixers, we want to watch the Salt Flake, Theo Maladon, who will start, who will piss on your field goal percentage, and you'll probably get some good assist numbers. But he's going to have that opportunity to put up some interesting counting stats for the week while Lou Dort is out. Remember, we've been banging on about this. The Thunder have a five-game week, and it's going to be a three-game week for Lou Dort. This is the first game of a back-to-back. He's already sitting this one out. I don't think that Lou Dort is good enough that you can hold through the absences and that you can look at him and go, well, three games for Lou Dort's better than every other player in the league who plays four. I don't think he's good enough. I don't think that makes him a nice roster player. So I think you can move on. For the Sixers, Ben Simmons is out again with this illness. We hope he's okay. Um, Shake Milton has played pretty well the last couple of games. I don't look at him as a must-roster sort of guy, but can he continue that solid form? Well, the painter, Matisse Thibel, if you want three steals and a block... There's no one on your waiver wire who's going to give you a better chance of getting those numbers than Matisse Thibel, and he's going to have increased minutes with Simmons on the sidelines. The Cavs and the Raptors are back-to-back for Cleveland. Isaiah Hartenstein, I love what this bloke does in limited minutes. How they utilize him is going to be a key factor for me and how many minutes he gets, but there is a chance that Kevin Love does not play this one. It is a back-to-back, and they have been playing him through some back-to-backs. Whether they do that here or not remains to be seen, but I want to see how they use Love, what it means for Hartenstein if he's out, what it means for Larry Nance if he's out. For the Raptors, the first of their five-game week, is this the one that they sit Van Vliet, Lowry, Siakam, and Anobi? Do they split up the rest through games? I don't know. I imagine that Birch starts all five games this week, and he is a solid enough add, and the value spikes when those players rest. While Gary Trent Jr. Two for two, two, two. Sorry, Richie, wrong button. Nice, Gary! That's better. Gary Trent has been far from nice. In fact, he's been shithouse. They've moved into the bench and they're playing him under 20 minutes a night. And again, much like with Hamadou Diallo, the idea of Gary Trent Jr. is significantly better than the reality of Gary Trent Jr. I don't know how many times I've banged on about this this season, but he is not that good. 30 minutes a night has not given him top 150 value this season. And now with a healthy squad, he doesn't play 30 minutes a night. Now he will be worth a look on those nights when players are sitting. But how do they use Trent? Do they go sub 20 again? Does he play 30-plus in a situation where others sit? I'm very intrigued to see how Gary Trent gets utilized. The Suns in the Knicks back-to-back here for Phoenix after losing to the Nets. Cam Johnson started in place of Jay Crowder. I would say he was a little bit disappointing in that role. We don't know if Crowder will be back for Monday, but Johnson has provided at least some points and three stream value. While DeAndre Ayton, to say it's been an up-and-down season for Ayton, I think would be fair. Um... Yeah, pretty good game for him against Brooklyn. Now he gets to go up against Taj Gibson and Nerlens Noel. I'm not all that confident in how he can do that here, but let, let's see how that looks. And then let's talk about one of the biggest surprises of the entire season, the double royal, Julius Randle. We obviously have to watch with Randle with some of his uh, field goal percentage foibles, but the counting stats, they're through the roof. The minutes, absolutely to the moon. Big numbers for him. And does your mate Tom Thibodeau continue to play 20-plus minutes of Emmanuel quickly? We know 
that he's absolutely itching to give 27 minutes to Alfred Payton, but he cannot justify it with a single thread of his being. Has he finally committed to 25 of Quickly and 15 of, of Payton? I'm not convinced. Maybe with Burks out, it means they just need that extra scoring punch of Quickly, but I want to see how Thibodeau uses Quickly in this one. For the Bulls in the heat, Kobe White should get another start and put up some pretty good numbers with the skater boy, Zach Levine, on the sidelines. Um, so yeah, he has absolute value. While Thad Young, the high usage, big big numbers in 20 minutes a night run cont- uh, ended last game. It always felt like a bubble ready to burst, and it did burst. So I, I do not believe that Thad is a must-roster 12-team league guy in those low minutes. Well, for the Heat, Kendrick Nunn's playing really well. He is absolutely a must-roster player. While Victor Oladipo was out, I don't care about the status of Hero or Dragic, and it did help that those guys have been banged up, but Nunn is a must-roster guy. While the Spur Dunk Robinson dropped in a lot of threes in his last game, he, to me, is just a specialist, though. But if you need threes for the week, Robinson is going to be a guy that you want on your roster. The Jazz and the Wolves, no Don Mitchell. So Royce O'Neal gets a little bit of a boost in value. He's more of a rebounds, field goal percentage, and steal sort of player. But he does get a few extra touches with Mitchell on the sideline, as does Boyan Bogdanovich, who it's been fair to say has been pretty shit this year. But it has started to improve for him of late. We're getting a little bit more usage. The shots are going in. He's providing some good value. While for the Wolves, D'Angelo Russell finally got over 30 minutes last game, and he's coming off the bench. And I don't think it really matters that he's coming off the bench, to be honest. He's putting up some pretty solid... Um, numbers, the usage is fine. He doesn't have to share the ball as much with Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, and it's working well. How Ricky Rubio looks remains to be seen. 20 minutes in the last game, but he'd been getting 27-28 prior to that. I still think he remains valuable for his ability to get assists and steals, but if he gets 20 a night, then that is really tough to consider him must roster. For the Clippers and the Pelicans, Reggie Jackson, just want to watch how that goes. I do think that he is worth rostering, but remember, the Clippers do not play a game on a low-volume day this week. And if Reggie Jackson's your 11th 11th best bloke, then he's not going to be worth holding. But I think he's probably better than that, given how he's playing. Terrence Mann, I don't think you want anything to do with in 12 or 14 team leagues. Again, no quality games at all. Only three games total for the week. Mann will start for Kawhi Leonard, but that doesn't actually matter when Reggie Jackson and Paul George play because he just doesn't get enough touches. For the Pelicans... Najee Marshall. The minutes have been up, but the uh, the production has been way down. We are finally seeing Eric Bledsoe's minutes get cut. Now, I'm not ready to say that's going to be continual for the rest of the season because Van Gundy's done it a few times and he goes, oh, oh, I know Tom's doing it with Alfred, so I've got to do it with Bledsoe. I've got to get our shit point guards to play more minutes. And then he pushes them back up. Marshall's outplaying him. Kyra Lewis could be outplaying him. Marshall is not a 12-team league player to me, but um, at least there is some value there for some deeper leagues for him with uh, with the way he's playing and the minutes that Van Gundy is giving him. As for Steven Adams, he is just a specialist, but you can use specialists in the fantasy playoffs. You need some offensive boards because that gets counted in your league. Shit, Adams is there. You want some rebounds and field goal percentage? No worries. You want overall production? Jack, what do you reckon? Get that garbage out of here! Exactly. Um, all right, let's move on. Somehow my lineup got mixed up there. All right, let's move on to the next game. We've got the Grizzlies and the Nuggets back-to-back for Memphis. Jaron Jackson Jr. should be back in action after missing the last game due to the uh, back-to-back, the first game of the back-to-back on Sunday. So he should return, and he's um, he's going to be ready to go. So that's, uh, that's great. His first two games, after being out for the last nine months or however long it's been, have been really impressive. So we see if he can continue that level of form. I would say that there is um, perhaps a doubt that it keeps up at that level, but nonetheless, 
He's been really awesome, so let's hope that we can get more out of that. And then Dylan Brooks, who continues to be infuriating at times. How they run the Brooks, Melton, Allen, Bain, Winslow minutes continues to be a confusing thing, but we need to see how that all looks in this one. For the Nuggets, PJ Dozier starting in place of Farton, Will Barton. He's got his value at the moment. Um, he can be an option for sure in 12-team leagues, especially points leagues. Well, deeper leagues, Austin Rivers is going to push up to high 20s in minutes, so that can be relatively useful, but it's only for the deeper guys. Giggity. All right, next one, Mavs and Kings. Dwight Powell putting up some really strong numbers. We don't know how that's going to look. We don't. Uh, you could say that that last performance from Powley up against the uh, whatever Andre Drummond was dishing up was the anomaly, and I think I'd agree with you there, but we don't know whether um, Christos Porzingis is going to play in this game. So how will Powell look? Is he worth an ad? Probably not. But give me another 28-minute performance, and then I'd consider it. Porzingis, Kleber, Richardson, and Doncic are all um, questionable. It is the first half of a back-to-back, and they have five games. And there is no chance that Doncic, Richardson, Porzingis, or Kleber play five games this week. There is zero chance. Write it down. It is not happening. For the Kings, D-Lon Wright. We'll see how he goes on Sunday, but I also want to see how he looks on Monday in an expanded role with Darren Fox out. Well, Flaming Mo Harkless. Our only Flaming Mo left in the league, unfortunately. I have no idea just what happened, but let's play a clean version of Flaming Mo's. Um, Harkless has been okay, but to me, he's more of a defensive streamer. That was a big build-up for me to say nothing. Uh, in terms of streamers for Monday, Matisse Thibel, Faku Kompatsu, Corey Joseph, Royce O'Neal, Hal Neto, a lot of value there for category leagues. And then if we look at points leagues, Delon Wright, Marcus Morris, Cole Anthony, Ivica Zubats, and Josh Jackson. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. Give us that five-star review while on YouTube. Thumb me up. Hit the notification bell. Ring me ding-a-ling. Drop a comment down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.